Being an expert on general automotive knowledge, what would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a full barrel carburetor? It is a trick question. Watch this. Because Chevy didn't make a 327 in 55. The 327 didn't come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing will be four degrees before top dead center. Get ready for another hour of Drive Radio, brought to you by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Got a question for the experts? Then give them a call, 303-477-5600. Now it's time to pop the hood and get our hands dirty. Drive Radio on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, we are back. Again, we are live at the Rocky Mountain Car Show and Swap Meet, Rocky Mountain Airport, which is northwest Denver, I guess you could say, Highway 36 and Highway 128, or basically U.S. 36 in Wadsworth is probably the best way to explain it. Some people think, Wadsworth, Wadsworth, wait a minute, that's off of like C-470. No, Wadsworth runs like all the way through town. Mm -hmm. In fact, if you keep driving on Wadsworth, uh, it actually becomes 287 at Broomfield, and you can drive all the way to Wyoming plus. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. you keep going. If you miss the turn, yeah. you're going a long way north. Up to Laramie Yard. Because it goes a long yeah. ways. So that's the, that's the same road. People that haven't lived in Colorado for as long as we have probably have no idea that's the case. But, yes, if you get on Wadsworth, even from all the way down on, you know, the Santa Fe, you know, that south area, Wadsworth all the way that way and keep driving north. Yes, you can go all the way to Wyoming on that road. Yeah, it's actually a couple pretty, stoplights. pretty drive. <laughs> it is a, it's right. yeah. yeah, there's a few stoplights <laughs> along the way. <laughs> really quick, I, most, somebody probably can correct me on this, but at one time, it may still be this way. You'd have to count it. At one time, on Wadsworth, every 20 blocks was a McDonald's. I think you're right. At one time. And I don't know if it's still that way or not, but at one time there was a McDonald's every 20 blocks on Watts. It's less less than that. Okay, less than that. Yep. Okay. So a little trivia for you as far as the Denverites or people who lived in Colorado for a long time. Lines are open. Any questions you've got, 303-477-5600. Somebody sent me a message on the text line about a start-stop device for Ram trucks. And what's my opinion on that? And I just said if you don't like the – start stop end of things and you want to eliminate that there are different eliminators for different types of vehicles most of them are plug and play and if you don't like the start stop end of it and you don't like getting in and manually shutting that off each time with some people it drives them crazy i drive enough new cars where for me personally i don't even think twice about it anymore it's not a huge issue to me but if you if it gets annoying i just hit the button but if it's something that really bothers you then yes now the other thing i keep hearing and i had a question on this a week or so ago guys is wasn't well, that hard on the battery, the starter, and all of that? Can you guys explain how that works so that the people out there listening will really understand that process? Because it's not what you think. They've designed that into the system. So we have a different starter. So a lot of cars either have start-stop or they don't. And when you go to order parts for it, they'll ask, does this have start-stop? And it has a different battery, a bigger battery, and usually an AGM for the start-stop. Mm-hmm. And the starter is completely different. It's a bigger starter designed to handle a lot more cycles. So they've designed all that. In. It's not just using your old starter and your old battery onto the system. They've they figured it all out on that side of it. Yeah, it's it's it. Yeah, it's, it's not the same stuff. I got another yeah. message that said, um, 
Uh, good morning, Mr. Rush Car Show. By the way, thank you very much. As far as new trucks go, do you like the, the Ram with the Cummins or a Ford Super Duty with a Power Stroke? I, I personally am kind of a Ram guy, but it, to each his own. It really doesn't matter if you like the Ford side. You can buy a Ford. I don't have any problem buying the Ford side as well. I'll, same token, in our fleet, we own some Duramaxes as well. So I don't really have a problem buying any of them. It really comes down to what do you like and, and really, in a lot of ways, who do you have around you to service said vehicle? Do you have a good Ford dealer, a good GM dealer, or, you know, in this case, Chevy or GMC? Do you have a good Ram dealer? Because, again, to me, that has a big factor in it as well. Uh, this person goes on to say we had a Duramax leave a sit in 2019 when we were there with a catastrophic, catastrophic failure at 28,000 miles. It took a tow truck over 16 hours to get us. Uh, now the truck we have had with our horse trailer, GM, was awful to deal with at that point. Is, is it apples to apples and a personal preference for Ram or Ford? And, and again, by the way, I could put this out there and get the same stories on Ram and Ford and GM and Toyota. And uh, you guys follow where I'm going with this? You, you could find the same thing with every vehicle. Are there bad vehicles built by every company? Yes. yes. Are there good vehicles built by every company? Yes. yes. Um, bottom line is... There are going to be some anomalies that come along to where a particular vehicle you may just not have good luck with. And, and I'm sorry for that, and I'm sorry for this particular situation because really the dealer could have helped make that a whole lot better. So in, in my world, does it come down to the brand as much as it comes down to the service of the brand? For me, it's more of the service of the brand than it actually is the brand itself, personally. In my fleet, that's why I don't, own, I don't own any Fords. I'm up in this north end of town, and I will just tell you straight up. In my opinion, and I know there's people that would probably argue with me, we don't have a good dealer up here on my level. On the fleet level for what we do on the Ford side, we don't have a good dealer in my opinion. And I know that from experience in having some – I bought Fords for years. All I bought, by the way, for the longest time, up until about 2011 when I had my last one in at the dealer that tried to screw me on a warranty deal, and I'm, I'm like, I'm not – do you realize I buy these on a routine basis? And if we don't get this problem handled, I'm not ever buying another one. I was told, we really don't care. Well, to me, that was the service level I didn't want and why I've now stuck with the Ram and the GM side because of what I just said. I'm not saying Ford builds a Brad product, but in this particular case, the dealer didn't handle it correctly, and I went elsewhere. And that's me. That's how I handle things. And I think in this case, this listener saying the exact same thing won't go back to GM. I get it, okay? I'm not against GM. I'm not against Ford. I'm not against Ram. It all comes back down to what do you like and what works best for you. Now, I also will say this when it comes to the new truck end of things. What interior do you like the best and what works best for you? I'm dead serious oh, yeah. when it comes to that. Yeah. Which which one do you feel the most comfortable in and driving, and what do you like? They all make fabulous power. They've all got fabulous torque. Each one's trying to outdo the next when it comes to how much power they actually make. I think Ford right now is tops. They're all neck and neck, although GM's made some huge improvements. I mean, you name it. You, you really, it's, it's really now, I feel, does come down to how do you like the front seats? How do you like the back seats? How much bed space do you need? Uh, the towing capacity are all fairly equal if you equip the truck similarly when it comes to the 2500, 3500 series. Uh, you cannot, on the GM side, which I think is really stupid, go to 4500 and 5500 or 450 and 550. It's dumb on GM side. Why they stopped doing that years ago, I have no idea. So if you're going to buy 450, 550 or 4500, 5500, you have two choices in that case. you got to go Ford or Ram. And, again, comes down to what do you like on the interior comfort. Now, when it comes to 450-550 and you want a truck that looks like a truck and not have a cabin chassis, you, you literally at that point got to go buy a Ford. 
because nobody else builds what they make in the 450-550 series. If you want a really nice toy hauler, the 450 with a dually, the bed, the whole setup, pretty tough to beat because nothing else out there competes with it. Why? I don't have an answer to that, probably because there's very limited buyers in that world. And for back to Justin's point earlier, which, again, for those of you listening, Justin from Ridgeline up in Boulder, Josh from Legacy Automotive in Ridgeline as well as with us, and, of course, Kent from Novus Autoglass up in Sterling. But to Justin's points earlier, Super Duty itself, all the units they've sold over the years could be its own brand. Yep. That's how many units they've sold. So that's that's that whole world. So I hope I handled that correctly with that call, you know, that listener, that that texter, because I have nothing against any of them. It really does come down to who do you have around you that can service them. That that to me is really what it's all about. And not to prolong that question, you know, I agree with you that you know every new diesel truck that's out there is fantastic. I'm wondering if they had a diesel tank heater issue or something like that. That seems to be the only problems that we're seeing at that kind of mileage is. The diesel exhaust system. Correct. You know, that's Correct. where the failures And by the be. way, they've all had issues in that regard, too. All Ford's had them. GM's had them. Ram's had them. Mm-hmm. They, they're, none of them are immune from that end of things. Yep. They've all had issues when it comes to the emission side and how they're handling all of that, and they've all had different things going on. And I can tell you that because as a fleet owner, we buy these things new, and we see them. So I'm not lying when I say that. They've all had issues. Even in your... Right. They've all had issues. So uh, let me go to Mike and Aurora, who's next. Mike, you're next. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, John, I, for a variety of reasons, I had to put up a road change for about eight months now. And um, I'm just wondering if, uh, or I'm going to have it done by the end of the month at 10. Uh, but I'm thinking, do I need to do the BGEPR, or is that that's mostly for GDI engines, isn't it? What are you driving, Mike? Uh, 2008 Lexus. Yeah, ES what are you driving, Mike? Uh, Lexus ES350. I would do it on that car. Do it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, just, I don't know. I would do that car. It, gets, it, has it got a little sludge. <laughs> and how often should I do the, um, what is it, the BK, BK or the, the uh, and gas additive? The BK gas additive? No. For 44K? Every oil change. For 44K. Oh, okay. The, the, the 44K? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, every oil yeah. change. Yeah, I'm using top tier yeah. fuel, but... Yeah. Uh, well, that EPR is not going to hurt anything. Nope. You know, like, yeah. like Josh said, that's a VVTI engine. I'd use it. So. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. Um, you didn't have a, a quite... Uh, we lose your mic, are you there? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, you didn't nope. have a... Okay. You didn't... You didn't you didn't have a question of the day, did you? Can you hear me? Oh, yes, I'm sorry. Thank you for asking. If you could invent a vehicle that could run on any substance, such as alternative, no matter how crazy, what would that be? Oh, water. I, I do water. That's kind of oh, water. Good one. Hydrogen. Or, good one. Yeah. Yeah. I figured somebody say, like, you know, Jim Bean or something. I don't know. <laughs> no, that'd be too expensive. <laughs> well, that's, 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 that's hey, hey, John, can that. Josh kind of explain why fresh oil? Thanks, Mike. That's yeah, right. Exactly. That's right. I'll let you go. Mike, thank you. Bill, hang tight. We'll okay. come right back to you after the break. Go ahead, Justin. Yeah, can Josh, can you explain why it's so important to use the EPR so that we've got those oil passages clean to advance and retard valve timing? Well, if you get them all plugged up, it's kind of like, blood vessels go into your heart 
It's not as efficient. So on all our modern cars, VVTI moves the camshaft back and forth so we don't have to. It's adjusting, better, right? Adjust, so it's adjusting your valve timing. Exactly. Adjust your valve timing all the time. So a lot of times we don't have to have an EGR. You know, we're able to get power off the line, so we basically have a torque curve, and then we have a, a, a horsepower curve. So if those passages get plugged up, it doesn't work right. And then you're going to have more emissions. You're going to have a lot of chain noise and a lot of other issues with it. So and this is all modern engines. It's all modern engines. Use yeah. the EPR. It's not going to hurt you. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We're going to come right back. Bill and Lakewood, hang tight. Again, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Geno's Auto Service is celebrating 40 years in business with an air conditioning recharge special. Refrigerant in your air conditioning systems needs to be able to absorb heat to cool your vehicle's interior. But refrigerant gets contaminants, evaporates, and breaks down over time. We use a cooling machine that takes out the refrigerant and cleans it. Then we put the clean refrigerant back, topping off with Freon at the right level. Stay cool this summer by making sure your system is up to date and ready for this year's summer heat. Geno's is a Colorado family-owned business and proud to serve families in Littleton for 40 years. We back up our work with Napa's nationwide 36-month, 36,000 miles peace of mind warranty. We invite you to check out all our Google reviews. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. We're AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage. And something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. Do you know what to do in a traffic stop? Kevin Flesh would like to give you a few tips to help keep you and your passengers safe. If you are being pulled over for a traffic violation, slow down and put on your hazards, find a well-lit location that is out of the lane of traffic, keep your hands on the wheel where the officer can see them, and be polite. If you feel it's necessary, record the traffic stop, and then if you need any legal help, call Kevin Flesh at Flesh Law Firm. Kevin is our legal eagle and is an expert in traffic, altercations, and accidents, so put this number into your phone. 303-806-8886. You can also find Kevin online at fleshlawfirm.com. Kevin Flesh, Flesh Law Firm, and proud sponsor of Drive Radio. Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? Well, look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. 
Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. All righty, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it very much. Live at the Rocky Mountain Car Show and Swap Meet at the Rocky Mountain Airport up in the Broomfield area. So come by, say hi. We would appreciate it very much. Questions, by the way, when it comes to Autoglass, Kent from Novus Autoglass up in Sterling is with us today. So if you've got a question on Autoglass, please give us a call. We'll get that answered as well. We'll give you a few tips on that also uh, here in a moment. Bill in Lakewood, though, before we go any further, let me get you up and running here. Bill, go ahead. How are you, sir? Okay, I got two questions. I'll give you the easy one first. Are they okay. putting the same engine, the V6 in the Colorado and the Silverado? Is it the same engine? The same four-cylinder, not the same V6. They're not doing a V6 in the Colorado anymore. They're, well, they're putting the four-cylinder turbocharged, right? In the Colorado and the full-size truck, yes. Two-seven okay. liter. Okay, so the same engine, okay. Okay, here's the tricky question. I got a 94 three-quarter ton Chevy, got 95,000 miles on it, and I, I got a 454 in it, and I don't drive it. And wanting to be that, like, sitting there in the sun is taking its toll. And I'm thinking yeah. I might want to sell it. It, it, it runs great. 95,000 miles. I've owned it since new. What kind of price tag do you think I would put on it? color is it first of all it's the teal green that the paint's terrible that's going to hurt it um i mean people will still buy that truck they'll go through and redo it of course but you know a paint job anymore is 10 12 grand to get that truck painted so they'll take that into consideration that truck really nice i mean it's got low miles considering the age and so on but so that truck painted looking really good is probably bill a 15k truck and i'm not exaggerating when i say that now that's with good paint you don't have good paint which in that case probably knocks that truck down to four to five grand and i'm not exaggerating and that might be i well the paint you know where right am i right you guys are in the used car thing am i right or wrong not really my expertise uh, on that that older that, stuff, yeah. but that paint jobs are outrageous. I mean, I, I think you could even be higher than twelve grand to repaint a car. I, I'm talking yeah. a basic, you know, yeah. no body work, getting the paint off, putting new, you know. Again, yeah, I'm not I'm not getting into any other. If there's any body damage, rust, oh, anything yeah. along those lines, Bill, it adds up. And if you need any interior work because it's been sitting, that's going to add to it and going to knock value off as well. I mean, depending upon that truck, and if I saw pictures of it, I could get you exact. It's probably twenty five hundred to five grand, depending upon its condition. Does that motor uh, add value to that truck? A little, although you got to find somebody that you know is is collecting and wants the mid nineties, you know, twenty five hundred. And believe it or not, a half ton truck is more desirable than the three quarter ton because they're going to use it more as just a truck to tool around in and show and so on. And the three quarter tons just aren't 
as desirable as the half ton of that same vintage. Is that something um, your buddies was that classic worldwide? Yes, I was. That they would look at potentially, although the paint's going to hurt that even for them. So without good paint, that may or may not even be something they want to look at because. They're going to want a truck that's eye-appealing, and if it's not eye-appealing, Bill, they're not going to look at it probably. Yeah. The paint's good. That's the downside the, to it. The paint's good except for the paint on the on the cab roof. The roof is probably bad, yeah. Now, I mean, again, that's a, that's a truck you could, you could really quick, Bill, you could definitely call Worldwide Vintage Auto, send them some pictures. They'll even, you're close enough, they'll send somebody out and even look at the truck. That is one of the trucks they would take a peek at and sell for you if they could make it happen, yes. Because I got people going by, knocking on the door, wanting to buy it. Sure, I'll sell it then. If you got them asking, sell it. Put a well, price tag I on keep, it. Sell I it. keep it because you know I drive a new truck, and I haul stuff with this. Sure, but you know, if you're to the point where you're, you know, it's just getting. I talked about it a little bit in Fix It Radio. If the, if you see the value not going up and it's starting to flatten out and it's just sitting out there getting older and older and the paint's getting worse and worse and so on and you could make you know anywhere from five to ten grand off the truck as it's i mean as far as people you know driving by tell them it's 7500 bucks and see what they say you're not going to go wrong at that well yeah i should if you if they'll give you 7500 as is take the money and run yeah i agree okay well it's just good having an extra car around though you know i hear you no, I, trust me. I, you know, I know all about that. Trust me. Yeah, car goes I'm car poor. <laughs> Not. <laughs> okay, thanks a lot. You're very welcome, Bill. You know, that's a good example, though, guys. Uh, we talked in Fix-It Radio just about things you hang on to even in the garage a little longer than you should and cleaning some things out and so on. It's no different in that particular situation. I mean, is that truck going to go up in value as time goes by? Maybe a little bit, but, you know, you're insuring it. You're maintaining it. You're having to keep it running, licensed, and so on. By the time you factor in those expenses, at this level, is it going up enough every year to justify keeping it and then paying the expenses I just mentioned? I would say if you're going to keep it another 10 or 15 years, maybe. Keeping it two or three, no. Take the money now and run is what I would do. Do you still enjoy it? You know, that's another question. Do you still enjoy it? Yeah, I know Bill well enough to know he doesn't drive a ton anymore, period, and he's got a new ZR2 Colorado that he drives normally. So in that case, you don't need it. Exactly. In that case, it's still easier to drive the Colorado than it is that truck, and Mm -hmm. I just know Bill enough and what he's driving and so on that, yeah, I would probably be one to just put a for sale sign in that truck and get rid of it. Or, again, if the paint's all, all good except for the roof, and somebody like Worldwide could look at that and even explain paint's good except roof, and you could then move that car and sell it and make a little money off of it, I would probably look in that direction more so than anything else. That would be that'd be my answer. It's worth the phone call to those guys. That's all you, yeah. It, yeah. It, it, worth the call. And to your point, that's not your world either. It's you know, that, that vintage, because no. yeah, it, it, it people think, wrong. well, it's only a 94. That's vintage? Yeah, that's vintage. <laughs> that's a 30, almost a 30-year, well, it will be. Uh, this fall, that'll be a 30-year-old truck. We, we definitely get several calls after the radio show about that kind of stuff, and unfortunately, that's not something we know. No, that's a worldwide vintage yeah. auto, and if you've got vehicles along those lines, they're the guys to call because you guys are probably, and, and you guys can you know add to this or comment accordingly, but you're probably looking at mid-2000s and newer is probably where you're at. Am I thinking, or is it even mid-2000s now? You know, mid two thousands up to probably two thousand fifteen and affordable. We're we're here to get your kids something. We're here for your high school student. We're here for your college student. 
We're here for a third reliable Vehicle. Honda Toyota. An airport so, car. Yeah, an, an airport, airport car. car. You know, that that's what we're here for. People that know that know what I mean by airport exactly. car. Yep. If you're going to and from the airport and you don't want to take Uber and all this other stuff, you're not worried about where you park and door dings and so on, but you want just good, solid, reliable transportation to and from, yep. that's, that's an airport car. That's what we do. Right? Mm-hmm. So we, or, you know, I've, I've known guys where they have really nice cars like what we're looking at out here. They've even got some newer, uh, you know, newer type muscle cars and so on, but they want a car to drive to the office every day because it can get beat up and dented and dinged and so on, and it doesn't make any difference. It's still a decent car. Still, just that's where that car comes into play as well, right? Exactly. I hate to say it, but some of our cars would be considered, you know, boring, you know, Camrys, right. Corollas, <laughs> Priuses. But for what we're talking about, yep, that's all yep, you need. Yep, yep. A to B cars to yep. keep the miles off your nice car. There you so. go. All right, again, Ridgeline Auto Brokers up in Boulder. Find them, by the way. Go to our website, uh, drive-radio.com. You can find, of course, Kent from Novus Auto Glass there as well, both of our Novus Auto Glass sponsors. Kent, before we go to break, um, this is my own personal question, because I put side windows that I got from you in my old truck. Okay. And I noticed this morning, I have no idea how it happened. I don't know whether it was a tree limb or something, but I got this nice, fine scratch in the passenger side window. And it's kind of an arc, so it's got to be a tree branch or something that maybe did that. How do you get that out, or do you? There's probably nothing to take that out of a piece of tempered glass. So probably buy another piece of glass would be the best one. All you're going to do. So you could try to buff that out maybe, but good luck, right? You probably won't get that one out. You can buff some small stuff out of your windshield on laminated glass, but probably not tempered. Because so. the tempered is made to where when you hit it, it shatters, and it's a different type of glass, right? lots of little pieces. Where the laminated is designed to crack, designed to hold you in the car, keep things out. Yeah, basically there's a piece together, yes. right? And it's designed to keep things from coming into the car and designed to keep you from going out. But your side window where it's tempered, probably can't get a scratch out of that. Probably just replace it or live with the scratch. No, I can't do that. We'll sell you. (laughs) (laughs) You guys already know that answer. I can't live with that. It's driving me crazy already. All I did was drive it home to here, and I'm like, where'd that come from? And sometimes when you buff some of those scratches out, it distorts the window. You can still see the area where it's at. You can. It's not magic. No, I haven't. I've tried that in the past, and you you can... you can kind of make even a cloudy window a little better by putting some rubbing compound on it and you know in, a, in an orbital buffer and try to do your best to get some of that out. But it, yeah, it's, you're going to put a window in it before it's over with. But the amount of time you spend dinking around, yeah. but you can put a window in it. Just put a piece of glass in it and be done. Call it good. Yep. Okay. Well, we'll come right back. Any questions for Kent along those lines, give us a call, 303-477-5600. You can text us as well, 307-282-22. We'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Hello, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with Ken's and Leslie, distributing your local BG Products distributor. Back again this week with your BG Tech Tip. This week, we're going to talk about the driveline components in your car, specifically the fluids in the driveline components of your car. Manufacturer recommendations for maintenance on these fluids vary significantly according to the year, make, model, and most importantly, the driving conditions. Most manufacturers list severe driving conditions as mountain driving, stop-and-go traffic, cold weather driving, hot weather driving, or towing and hauling loads. By my count, I've experienced all of these conditions just this week. So, how do you know when to service the fluids in your transfer case or differential? Our recommendation is to replace any fluid before the fluid has reached a point of failure. 
For driveline components, we recommend a 30,000 mile interval with our gear oils and limited slip additives. Many gear oils will show significant signs of shear breakdown and oxidation well in advance of 30,000 miles and should be serviced prior to the point of failure in order to protect your driveline components. So, to ensure that your mountain driver, toy hauler, or traffic sitter stays trouble-free and fun to drive, replace your gear oils with a high-quality gear oil every 30,000 miles and take full advantage of all the great outdoors of our wonderful state. Thanks again, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with BG Products. We'll talk to you again next week. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured. But you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, You'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for listening. By the way, Charlie Grimes and Larry Unger back in the studio. Appreciate you guys as well. Thanks, Larry, for answering phones as well, which we'll go right to. Chris in Parker is up next. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, hey, John. I understand you drive a Colorado ZR2, right? I have a 2020, yes. Okay. Well, I'm thinking about getting a new one, and and so far I haven't looked at any dealers or anything like that, but I've been looking on their website and doing that build and price thing, and um, Uh there's some things on there that, uh, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Yes, go ahead. Okay, and there's some things on the website that aren't clear to me. Like, uh, I don't know if you've looked at the the new ones, but they talk about... I have a new one coming, so what's your question? Oh, do you? Probably answer it. Okay, okay. Can I order that without that... If, if I get the Desert Boss package, can I get it without that front bar and the uh, the uh, bed bar, the, you know, the light bar? Can I have them delete yes. that? Well, okay. you, have to el- you have to eliminate the Desert package 
to get the car, which I did. I don't want all that crap either, so I didn't order mine. Well, A, yeah. it's too much money. B, I don't like the way it looks. And for those of you that do yeah. love you, that's great, but I'm not that guy. Uh, so I ordered it without all of that. And, yes, you can do that as a delete. It will delete the the bar, the extra lights. Um, there are some other things you lose in that. There's some underbody oh, yeah. cameras. So if you're off-roading, you get to see what you're rolling over and all that crap. Chris, so you you yeah. don't get all of that if you eliminate that package. But again, yeah. quite honestly, for me, that's not what I'm going to be using the truck for anyway. So it's non-issue, and I don't want all that extra stuff. Well, see, I, I do kind of like that package because I like to go out. There's some sand dunes I like driving yeah. on and stuff, and I like those multi-matic shocks. But with that uh, bar on the front. The uh, some of the cameras don't work properly. You get those; those will still be on the vehicle. You just lose the yeah. If, if, yeah, if you if you if you if you do the desert package, you get all the cameras, the bars, the extra lights, the lights on the bar, and so on. If you eliminate that, you eliminate most of what I just said. You still yeah. get the same. You know, you get the you don't get the beadlock tires or the beadlock rims, right? Capable right, rims, right. I should say. So they, they lower yeah. the rim down. That's the one complaint I have. I do like the way the beadlocks look. So you don't get the beadlock rims, yeah. and you don't get the underbody cameras and all of that. But you still get the yeah, same shocks. You still get the same down. lift, the same capability, all of that. None of that. You don't get the, well, yeah. I don't that think one you I don't remember. I, you, you you would know more by the build on that. If, on, and, Yes, you do. Those yeah. are coming standard on well, a ZR2 so, so, that I because I, they're on mine as well. So that's a standard ZR2 yeah. package. Yeah. So, so the answer really, I mean, I I can't just have them leave the light bar and that uh, bed bar off. They no, they won't do that. No, no. You what you can do though. No, what? No, they will not do that. What you can do though, Chris. I've seen some guys do this. I thought about this, but. I didn't want to spend the extra money, and because to me, I'm not going to use it anyway. So I, didn't, I just didn't want to spend the extra yeah. money on it. But what I've seen guys sure. do is you can order all of that, and there's guys running around with other ZR2s and Z71s and so on that will want those items. Believe me, you'll be yeah. able to sell those if you decide to order that truck with all those items and take those things off and then sell them. You'll have full capability. I didn't do that. I ordered mine with the hard bed cover and all the other stuff mm-hmm. that would that, that's me. I, I don't like all that extra yeah. crap. That's not my look. I don't I'm not that guy. I don't care about the off-road cameras underneath and all that kind of stuff. So to me that wasn't a big issue. But yes, you could uh-huh. order all of that, pull it, sell it and, and probably get decent money back in by doing that cuz there'll be guys that will want to yeah, buy it. Trust me. I saw one the other day, a Z71 running around that had a ZR2 roll bar in it that you know somebody oh, pulled yeah. and sold because that's what yep, they did. Exactly. So, yeah, there's yep. guys out there yeah, that will buy that. I don't mind the one in the bed as much as I mind the one in the front because that one in the front blocks one of the cameras. I'm thinking, what kind of engineering is that? Right. So, that's okay, why I didn't do thing, it. So, uh, again, the cam- know, and the camera another- thing to me is really quick, Chris. Uh-huh. R- really quick, the camera thing, there's so many now remote even, you know, Bluetooth-capable wireless cameras that you can put wherever you want that, to me, yeah. if that was really a big deal, I'll figure out a way around that because they're cheap, and I didn't need to spend that. That package is like five grand. I didn't need to spend oh, five grand for that package. It's 11 grand. It's 11 grand. The Desert Boss package. Well, when I grand. equipped mine with all the other things I wanted, it was about 5K difference because I put some yeah, other they, packages back in, uh, which right, you can do. So that, the, if you just eliminate yeah. that, Part of the package alone, it's about 5K. 
Yeah. How long They've does it take them to build these pickups? If you ordered one today, what is, what's the time? Mine's not even going to get built till the end of the month. I won't see mine now till September, and I've had it on order for several months now, as you know. Because well, the one I ordered, it took I mean, over yeah. four months to get. And right. I have it. I had it about a week. So. And they haven't. Uh, oh yeah. And I, right. I they ended up a Z71 yeah. package, right. so I didn't get the fancy one. Right. So they, yeah. Yeah. Ken's got one. He's got his because it's not as. They haven't. I don't think they've built any ZR2s yet, Chris. No, yeah, there's no ZR2s around at all. Yeah. And there's only a few Colorados you see floating around, there's period. Very few around. Yeah. I haven't seen any. I personally haven't seen very any few. 2023 yet. All right. Well, um, you know, I, I really like the Well, logo. I've got a friend of mine that owns one that's driving it besides Ken. So yeah, they look great. Yeah, it's They're beautiful. different. You'll notice oh, yeah. it. But, yeah, there's not any around. No. Yeah. Well, I really respect the technology, and I'm kind of a Chevy guy. Just be that's patient when you. Four sil- that four-cylinder engine, I mean, I'm kind of intrigued by that. I'm driving a 2004 325i right now, and this engine uh, is uh, smaller than the 2.7 liter, and it's got two extra cylinders. <laughs> so, right. I don't know. Yeah, I think a little small bore. Seven liter. Yep. Uh, yep. That's probably a pretty cool engine. Well, they, they took right. a lot of the technology for the 2.7 from, I'll let you go, Chris, and I'll explain this. They, they took a lot of technology on the new 2.7 turbo engines in the Chevy trucks from my 2.8 liter Duramax diesel. There's a lot of shared technology, maybe is the best way to say it. They did some things, even the lower end, that's very, very similar to my 2.8 Duramax is in the 2.7. So it's not a diesel. It's still a 2.7 turbo gas engine, but they did take some some componentry, I guess you could say, or the thought of it or the design of it, maybe is a better way to say it, from the 2.8 Duramax and put it into the 2.7 is what I understand and what I've read. So should be a pretty solid engine. I I, I haven't driven one yet. Can't I've, you have? I've driven it once or twice, and it's a little sluggish off the start. Okay. I'm comparing it to a 2021 Colorado with the V6. Right. I drive those every day, and they have plenty of power. The new one's a little sluggish. Once you get going, it runs great down okay. the highway. Okay. You can't tell the difference. but On a Ram, go ahead, Ron. Yeah, it's a nice 2015 Ram 1500. And, by the way, I'm a faithful listener. <clears throat> and you spoke Thank you. earlier about lifting, lifters ticking. Yes. And I believe I have that problem. Um, upon startup, the tick is more prominent. It feels like it's in a different timing mode when you start it up, and then for about a minute, then it shifts into normal timing mode, I would assume. And then the tick dissipates somewhat. Uh, it's got 65,000 65, miles on it, and I'm a faithful oil changer at 4,000 miles. Uh, mobile one I use with Wix filters, and... Um, I recently okay. drained a quart off, put a quart of Lucas Pure Synthetic Stabilizer, and that didn't seem to help. I just purchased some new oil and a filter again with some EPR. Do you think EPR would open that passage to that lifter, or is it gone? It can. Yeah, I've had that help out with it. So, you know, I do this oil change, and the next oil change, I do EPR again and see what you okay. get. To- after those okay, two, it's if it's still there, then you probably do have a lifter issue. But the EPR will help a, with that. And that's a big problem, that lifter, right? It you is. Yeah, we see it all the time obviously. with those, those engines. Does, does the cam got to come out You then? do. Oh, gee. <clears throat> the heads have to come off. 
Yeah, it's a big job. And then, you know, also you want to replace that cam, too, because it usually, you know, wears into the cam. So it's a a big job. So I would try, you know, EPR and full synthetic oil changes like you're doing a couple times and see see what you get with it. Um, Okay. um, Doggone it. It slipped my mind. Yeah, does it go into a different timing mm-hmm. mode when uh, upon startup? It depends on which one you have. Minute? If you have the variable displacement one, it does. Yeah, it's it's constantly changing. You know, it ramps that cam back and forth, so it is kind of changing timing on it. Okay. Okay. And then yeah, I would also I mean, put an M- put an MOA in there too on that oil change. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, is it okay if I drain a little bit of oil out? And add two cans of EPR, or just with one sufficient? Just one can of EPR, right? So you know you you pull, and Uh-oh. then you drain it out Uh-oh. with your old oil, and then put the new oil in. Okay, just one can is enough. Then run it for fifteen or twenty minutes, and yeah, one can. Okay, exactly. And then Thank drain you, John. that oil really out. I hope for the best. Oh, thank you, Ron. Appreciate you calling in very much. And that was, of course, Josh from Legacy Automotive up in Boulder. Justin as well, Ridgeline Auto Brokers. We're live, by the way. Got a lot of cars, people, you name it. It's all out here. If you've not been out yet today, come by and say hi. We've got a lot of things going on. This place is absolutely jam-packed, which is a good thing. It's not so jam-packed. You can't walk around and still see all the cars. What I'm saying is full show, one of the fullest shows that I've seen in this realm, in a very, very long time, it's encouraging, by the way, to see all the people out. Young folks as well, which I also really appreciate, and that's an encouragement as well. Rocky Mountain Regional Airport is where we're at. We're going to be here for oh, a little over, little over another hour here. The show goes till 2 o'clock as well. Rocky Mountain Car Show and Swap Meet. Myself, uh, again, we've got Josh Goff, Legacy Automotive, and Ridgeline Auto Brokers up in Boulder. We've got Justin as well, same place. And then, of course, Kent from Novus Auto Glass up in Sterling. We'll be right back, guys. Don't go anywhere. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. No one likes to be that person. You know the one stuck on the side of the road, busted tire, making everyone slow down to get around them. With Legacy Automotive's new tire sales, you don't have to be that person ever. Here in our Colorado climate, you might be closer to needing new tires than you think. A bad set of tires can be dangerous and even life-threatening. Tires should be regularly examined for cracks, bulges and blisters, and other signs of wear and tear on your vehicle. The skilled team at Legacy Automotive in Boulder will be able to examine your current set of tires, let you know what they recommend based on what they find, and help you get on the road. Legacy Automotive is a Napa Gold Certified Auto Care Shop and employs ASC Certified Technicians. So don't be that guy and make an appointment at Legacy Automotive today at 303-396-0555 or visit them online at LegacyAutomotive.com. Legacy Automotive, locally grown auto repair. Most oil changes are the same. Old oil out, new filter, new oil in. It's a routine, a chore on the to-do list. What if your oil change wasn't the same as the rest? What if it was life-changing? BG. A BG oil change can change your life because it comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system, which means a lifetime of peace of mind for you. Find a shop near you at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. BG. Hunting down that hard-to-find part for an out-of-the-ordinary car can be quite a time-consuming chore. Unless, of course, you just go around the corner to your local Napa Auto Parts store. 
where we have over 310,000 parts, all of them made to fit and perform just like the original. Yeah, there are people who say it's the journey and not the destination, but those people have never tried to find an alternator for an 82 Fiat on a Saturday. Go to NapaOnline.com for the location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679 and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Again, uh, we're live, of course, which we always are, but live today from the Rocky Mountain Car Show and Swap Meet. It's up at the Rocky Mountain Airport, and we've had a great time. Lots of people that have been coming by. Actually, Tanner here from the station who does a lot of our commercial writing and so on. We've kept him busy all day. The wives are out running around, I think, getting food and looking at cars and Dick Thompson, who's really in charge of all of this, said, hey, the crowd is full today. Thanks for all that you guys did to make this happen. And it's not us. Believe me, it's everybody coming out and hanging out and having a good time that's made this happen. So, Justin, you were saying a moment ago that our last caller, when it comes to some of the maintenance things, you wanted to add something to what we were talking about with him. Yeah, his truck is still within the mileage where if he's got a professional shop doing the EPR, MOA oil changes, or adding the 44k he's got some guarantees on on his engine too so if you've got less than 50,000 miles you can get up to six thousand dollars worth of engine coverage if you're having a shop do it if you're doing it yourself um you don't get those coverages so sometimes it's worth it um true just off that note of using two eprs you know follow the directions of that product you know don't don't overdo it and if you can't have a, a qualified tech do it you know i would suggest that well, given that you're getting BG's warranty to go along with that, by all means, yes, that's yes, just added peace of mind that you're it. gaining that you wouldn't have had otherwise, yes. right? Yes, and this is not just on their, their engine products, but on their transmission products, their brake products, their power steering products. All of their products will come with a, a lifetime guarantee as long as you're following their uh, maintenance schedule with those products. Okay. I just got handed to really quick a Make-A-Wish Colorado. There's the Crazy Wheels Make-A-Wish Car Show tomorrow, by the way, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., in Thornton, 8590 Pearl Street. Uh, it's a $10 entry fee, and uh, there's a band, Steve and the Cruisers, a food truck. Looks like there's a lot of sponsors and folks that will be out there. So if you're not doing anything tomorrow you want to go to another car show, uh, that's tomorrow, Sunday, 10 to 2, over in Thornton, the Crazy Wheels Make-A-Wish car show. So thank you for bringing that. I appreciate that very much. And those of you that are out roaming around tomorrow, feel free to stop by. And say hi. Dan in Monument is next. Get my mouse to work here. There we go. Dan, go ahead, sir. 
Yeah, John, uh, you sent me over to uh, Justin Ridgeland. I had a vehicle, a fairly expensive vehicle, above 50000 And I just wanted to call in and compliment him. Um, he really helped me out. He opened my eyes to what's going on as far as, you know, people buying higher-priced cars and having to finance them and stuff like that, which I hadn't okay. even thought about. I just thought I put the vehicle up for sale, people come in, write a check, and um, be off. But nope. he really helped no. me out. The vehicle sold uh, way above what I thought I was going to get for it. So I, nice. I appreciate That's the awesome. info that Justin gave me. Nice, Dan. I appreciate you calling in and letting us know that. And, uh, yeah, guys, what we do here, um, we vet all the people that we have come on air with us. I do. It's part of what we do for our program. And uh, I don't – I would not have a problem with any of the sponsors that we have, especially the three that are with me right now, Kent, Justin, and Josh. But I can say that really for any sponsor that we have. And we had a new sponsor I should have mentioned earlier. Uh, I did during Fix It Radio, but Dr. Scott – uh, Faulkner joined us and is really wanting to help all of you when it comes to your health care needs. He's out of Castle Rock. He's not doing it the traditional way. He doesn't want to be holding to the insurance companies and doing exactly what they tell him he has to do when it comes to patients. He wants to give you the specific care that you need and has some very unique approaches in doing so. And he learned a lot of that through all of the COVID stuff that went on. And he's a great doctor, and he would love to have you as a patient. So, again, if you need him, just go to the website, drive-radio or drive-radio.com. You can find Dr. Faulkner there. Scott, or sorry, not Scott. John, Cheyenne, what's going on, John? Oh, just another great day. Just got back from a nice long hike. Um, Good. Question of the day first. I would like a fusion reactor, matter antimatter, focused through a dilithium crystal. (laughs) Josh is over here like he knows exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) Exactly. That's what I was going to (laughs) say. So, if you're a Star Trek fan, you know what I'm talking about. There you go. Exactly. That's why I'm lost. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. <laughs> I figured it had to be a Star Trek thing. <laughs> exactly. That's hilarious. The other question is on my forerunner. I can't remember if you said if you said that to keep that thing for 300,000 miles, I should do the BG service on the transfer at 15,000. On the transfer case, yeah, I would. I would. Yeah. Yeah, the 15. Okay. Because, yeah, it's getting close to that, so I'll schedule an appointment now. Do they cover the transfer on the BG also, if you follow their maintenance? Yes, they do. Oh, yeah? Yes, they do. Uh, and you should be doing all your 4 by 4 fluids at the same time, front diff, rear diff, and T-case. Yep. And, yes, if a shop is doing it, at, there are the, the protection plan is there. At 15000 for the diffs, too? Yes. Okay. Well, so that is what Toyota okay. recommends on that vehicle. Oh, I thought Toyota said that, you know you change the oil every ten thousand miles and no services are needed forever. What year? What year is your Ford? Pretty new. A brand new one. Brand new. Twenty. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think they're saying thirty k on the T case, fifteen front yeah. and rear diff. So, and then I think they say uh, well, sixty on the transmission, but I would say I every thirty. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, way too that's long, if, right? All right, that's if you wanted to die after the warranty runs out. Right. Yes, that's, exactly. that's right. Exactly, that's exactly John. It. 100%. Yeah, Toyota just wants to get you to that point, and then they that's can right. wash their hands of it. That's right. 
Right, and I want to keep this. I want this to be the last car I have to buy. It very well could be. It'll keep on going. Well, you I'll and the slow runner. Next yeah. Year, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not the fastest thing in the world I, anymore. I, no, they're are called they? slow runners. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the Tacoma yeah. either. Tacomas. Well, with the with the heavy winter tires I put on it last year, this thing cuts through the snow better than both. Oh yeah, no, they work great. No, they're heavy. They work yeah. in full frame. You know, they work great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I just give them a the bad only, time. Oh, I know, and I know I don't have enough hair to have a man bun. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've seen your pictures. No, you do not. <laughs> that, that's a Boulder, yeah, Colorado forerunner. There you go. Yeah. There you go, Justin. Not, not a Cheyenne one. There you go. A completely different forerunner. There you go. That's funny. <laughs> Have a great one, John. You too, John. Appreciate you very much. Oh, that's hilarious. Okay. Uh, about done with this second hour. we got one more full hour coming up. Again, we're live, Rocky Mountain Regional Airport for the Rocky Mountain Car Show and Swap Meet. And, uh, guys, I, I'm not exaggerating when I say there's been a lot of people that have not only been here at the show but have rolled through here, gotten some good giveaways and so on, which we've had a lot of fun. We still, I think, got some hats and T-shirts and things left as well. So if you get up this way, stop in. Uh, Tanner will hook you up on what we need or what you need, by the way, as well. And then earlier, we opened up the show talking about a gasket for an old 94 Volvo. Somebody walked by here and said Baker Garage in Denver may be a source for that. So if you're still listening, I don't know if that would be new. We really want to find you a new windshield gasket for that because, Kent, I'm assuming that if you go and find something used, it may not be any better than what you have it now, right? better than what you have. Because so. it's still been out deteriorating yeah. and the yeah. chances of finding something that's good. Okay, so here's another dumb question on my part. On an old car like that where it's got a gasket, can you change that around and somehow put a urethane, you know, glue-in windshield in? Can you convert that around and do that or no? Most of the time you cannot. Okay. Pretty much. I know some of the car guys, you know, some of these guys do, but that's a whole other world, yeah, right? Yeah, that's another world when you get into this custom stuff and they glue some glass in and custom cut it. So it's a whole it's different world. And most game. of it's flat glass. It's a whole yeah. different it's world. It's got to right? be a flat glass. You can't cut it. Got it. I mean, you can cut a few of the curved ones, but you better be really good. It's very okay. hard. So on a Volvo like that, stick with what you have with rubber gasket, put a new window, and that's the safest way. Biggest thing is finding that rubber gasket. Yeah. Okay, it's so, probably out there. So here's a dumb question. If you're somebody that's going to keep a car like that for a really long time, and you just know I'm going to have that car forever, you, you maybe you buy a new one. Granted, we don't do those types of moldings and things, but let's say there's a particular part that you just, hey, I should probably have an extra one of these. Is that something that folks should look for and have on hand, or do you just deal with it when it comes? I'd probably just deal with it when you when it comes along. I wouldn't stockpile some of those rubber gaskets because that pile, it's, and they only keep it inside out of the sunlight in a controlled environment. It's going to last longer than outside in the sun. Right. But, but it still goes bad even sitting around like a tire does, It's still right? going to go bad or dry out. Okay. Okay, so. what about, a, like, a seal additive? Like, what, you know, we've heard about, like, taking AT205 and going around the door seals to kind of keep them swelled up, keep does them moist. Help? Does probably, that help? It probably would help yeah. if you had the right product okay. and take the time to do it, and okay. most people don't, but it would work. Yeah, all right. Okay, so if somebody's got an older vehicle or you've got a rubber windshield gasket, you could do some maintenance on that to help keep that more pliable and would last think, longer and so on. Yeah, I would think so with the right product. Okay. Off the top of my head, I don't know what product that would be, but there's got to be something on the Most market. Most of them still end up drying out when it's all said and done. Honestly, it's really more of an oil-type product you want to get in there to soak in that doesn't 
It's an oil product that wouldn't deteriorate the rubber as well because yeah. a lot of oils will deteriorate the rubber yeah. also. Yeah. You don't want that. Because they're trying... not made for that. They're not made to sit in oil. No. It's not, not like a regular oil seal. And they do crack, and once they crack, they leak, and yeah. then you can't put them back in. All right, so. we'll get into more of that, guys. Don't go anywhere. We've got a break that we're going into right now, so stay tuned. We'll be right back. Again, we're live at the Rocky Mountain Regional Airport for the Rocky Mountain Car Show and Swap Meet. We'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.